Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Feeling good. Yeah, me too. This is going to be a fun one, I think. I think so. Um, so, before we get into it, mm-hmm. did I ever tell you about... I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I might have mentioned it in passing before, but when I was in college... I worked at a local Curves, which okay. for those who don't know, is like a little workout gym place for women. Um, it's pretty much like circuit training. There's like several machines and you sort of go around a few times for 30 minutes and that's your workout. And so I did that part time and I I found out about the, like the gig or whatever because it was like right by my house at the time and so it was like walking distance and then later when I had a car... I could sort of commute easily to and from home and college and mm-hmm. get there sort of with like practical ease. So it was like a great gig and it was super part-time. Like I worked like two days a week, um, like four hours each time. And, but it was fine. And then this, like the, like the more I worked there, the more I learned about my boss, like the, the owner, cause it's franchises. Yeah. So, so my franchise owner person was this woman, um, her name was Greta. I'm, I'm going to put that, let me just preface this by saying I'm putting these people on blast. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. But like, you know what? It was many, many years ago at this point. So I really give no fucks. And they've okay. also like closed that curves at this point. So who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> So this woman I worked for, Greta, owned this franchise, and she was fine and all, like, whatever. And um, and then, like, I would notice, because I worked, like, a Saturday morning shift. Okay. So I would notice, like, on Saturday mornings, like, or as we were gearing to close up, like, in the afternoon, um, her, like, daughter and sort of, like, extended family, like, like, like the daughter and maybe, like, the sister-in-law and, like, some kids and stuff okay. would, like, show up. And because they own the place, right, they would, like, be in, like, behind the desk in my area. Okay. I mean, that's my spot when I work there. Yeah. Like, behind the desk, I'm managing things. And, like, you know, they're just, like, in my space because they own the place. And they're, like, around and the kids are running around. And we have, like, a few customers left, like, like, you know, right before we close. And it's, like, I, I remember just always being super awkward about... The, like the cus- like the customers having to deal with like Their the shit. owner bullshit ah. that's happening in this place, you know. But not that the customers ever complained about it. I'm just like I would put that on them because I felt weird about it, you mm-hmm. know. So whatever. But like I started realizing that her daughter, um, Samantha, um, or Sam as she was known, um, was like super into Scientology. Like, she was, like, taking her classes at that time. Oh, no. So there was a lot of, like, books lying around the place. And, like, she'd come in and talk about, like, how she has to study and she has class and all this stuff. And, you know, for, like, I have no thoughts. Like, I'm not going to talk about Scientology other than to say, like, it's really prevalent in Hollywood because it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, super celebrity-centric and stuff. But I always just thought it was weird that, like, here are just, like, some like regular people, you know, who, yeah. I mean, they're not like, like, she's not a celebrity or anything. She's not in the biz and she's like gung ho on Scientology, <laughs> you know, like whatever <laughs> to each their own, all cool. But like, I just thought that was kind of weird. So we're watching, I'm watching this episode. <laughs> no. And there's a, there's a woman, which we'll get into the story of the episode, obviously, but there's a woman who comes on the screen and I literally had to pause it and stare at her for like a good five minutes because she looked so familiar to me, but not in like a TV way, like like how so many other people on the show have been where you're like, where do I know you from? You mm-hmm. know, this was not that. It was like a more visceral familiar. Okay. And I was like, and then her name just came to me like in a minute. Like I didn't even have to x-ray it. Like I was like, like I know this is Sam. And then I looked her up, and sure fucking enough, Sam Elkin, whose mom owned the curves I worked at in my college years, is a like glorified extra in this episode of Seventh Heaven. Which extra is she? <laughs> so she plays Cheryl, who is one of the pool hall girls. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
Okay. So I just wanted to to put that out there first up because I just thought it was so funny, like full fucking circle, dude. Like I could not get over it. <laughs> oh, that been... Yeah, it was like hilarious to me that this happened. <laughs> Wait, which one? Okay, Cheryl. Which one was Cheryl? So Cheryl's the one who's got like the big blonde curly hair. Ah, okay. And and if you watch her, like in that scenes that she's in, she doesn't have any lines or anything, except maybe, like, she might, like, say hi to Eric, as they all do when they yes. first, like, meet him or whatever. And, like, I don't know that she has any other lines at all, but, like, if you watch her, like, doing the scenes in the background as, like, Eric is the star of those scenes, like, she, you can, she is, like, so overacting. It's insane. Like, there's... I, I like. There's a moment where he, like, makes a shot, and she's on the other team, so, like, he makes a shot, and she's, like, supposed to be, like, mad about it or whatever, and she, like, slaps the table, like, all upset. <laughs> I was dying. I couldn't keep my eyes off of her. It was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I just had to say that. Now I feel like I need to rewatch that scene, because whenever you said she smacked the pool table, I'm like... Who's oh yeah, no, 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 because you wouldn't ever think to like pay attention, attention. at exactly. all because that because because like Eric is the star of that scene and like yeah. you like you're tracking him in that scene. Yeah, but it's it's just hilarious to me. I was dying. Okay, I, mean, I need to rewatch this after. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so blast from the past. Sam Elkin appeared on a show from like. 20 years ago that I'm now doing a podcast about. Like, it's really funny. So, yeah. Has she done anything else? She has. She has a couple random other credits. Her last credit is from 2010. So, okay. I guess, I don't know if she's, like, left the business officially or whatever. Um, oh, that's that, that was the weird thing. So, at the time, I didn't realize she was, like, trying to be a celeb, right? Yeah. But I did one time. She brought to the curves um, the chick who's now married to the guy who played Van on Reba, whose name is escaping me. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, like that, like Shahi, Samantha Shahi, I think is her name. I, okay. She, Sam brought Samantha to the curves once while I was there in one of those like times yeah. when they're like hanging out because we're, we're about to close or whatever. And I remember like being a little bit starstruck by that. And, but I didn't ever put it together like, oh, she must know her because they're in the biz and they're also Scientologists maybe. I don't know this to be true, so I'm not putting that out there, but like whatever. Like I, I, I didn't put any of that together until like today when I was like watching this episode and it's like, like all the chips are falling into place. Dude, I have to rewatch this. Yeah, it was really funny. And do a little bit more IMDb search, apparently. <laughs> well, and I have a couple other like. Dude, there's things. quite a few. There's there's another couple of weirdo things like this, but we'll talk about them as we go through the episode. Okay. So, um, so this is episode five hundred three, mm -hmm. titled "Losers," and the Amazon Prime spoilie, which. As you know, I no longer read them before watching the episode. Uh -huh. So I was kind of shocked when I read this as this as the spoilie for this episode. Okay. Like it it didn't. It's not what I would have expected it to be. Let's okay. Put it this way. So the Amazon Prime spoilie is: each member of the Camden household is either the victim or the perpetrator of the classic Friday night stand-up. Uh... Right. Huh, okay. Like, in I feel like if I had read that to begin with before watching the episode, that would have totally colored my experience of watching it. Yeah. But going the other way around, I was like, that's what this was about? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what this was about? It's so not what you think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they didn't make it about Mary. That's true. <laughs> Props to the spoily department. Yeah. <laughs> Your one time, the only time. Right. Here's <laughs> your one shot. Um, okay, so let's just get into it. So the episode opens with kind of sort of a classic um, sausage being made yeah. scene, right? Between Eric and Annie. And you know what? I was thinking that maybe you might want to go out tonight for a while without me. How'd you know? How'd I know what? How'd you know I was feeling a little uh, confined? Well, I didn't know. Ah, uh, you knew. No, I didn't, really. 
Come on, honey, you always know when I need a night out. Well, I know now. I just, I just need to commune with a little male energy. You know, hang out with the guys. Talk the talk, walk the walk. Well, you should do that. Thanks. I will. What are you gonna do? Well, I was thinking, since you're going out, that uh, maybe I could get some work done on my term paper. Oh, that's good. It's just that I need to get the idea for the paper approved by my professor first. So talk to him. Yeah, I will. It's just that the only time he had available was 7 o'clock tonight uh, in his office after his last class. Wait, red flag on the play. 7 o'clock Friday night is the only time he has available? The only time. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Red flag on the play? Yeah. Like, isn't the phrase just flag on the play? Yeah. Like, I, why would you say red flag? Uh, um, <laughs> not to mention that I'm pretty sure in football, it's not a red flag that gets thrown. <gasps> right? Isn't it like white or yellow or something? <laughs> like, yellow card. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a different football. Uh, football. Football. <laughs> um, so this really does set up their two storylines, like for this episode. Yeah. I mean, Eric... Needs, needs to walk the needs walk, to talk the talk. with a manly energy. <laughs> Which, ironically, he does none of. Yeah. Um, and Annie has to meet with her professor, right, to get her thesis approved or yes, whatever. at 7 p.m. Yeah, after hours on a Friday night. <laughs> um, so we can talk a little bit about those two then, their yeah. stories. So um, Eric goes on a spree of like calling all of his friends I yeah guess. dude like we see him flipping through a rollo deck yeah like like making multiple calls at some point he checks his breath because that's gonna come through the phone like what's yeah. that about I don't know um even called Lou Lou yeah. wanted to get out of it well I want to talk I wanted to talk about that scene because they spend a lot of time on his call with Lou which ultimately leads to nothing, but it's interesting that they do that. Yeah. What was your take on Lou's wife's assertion that, like, trouble seeks him out? And, like, wherever he goes, there is trouble. Well, I don't think trouble seeks him out. He seeks the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just... I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, only because... You guys haven't had this discussion before. You've been married for so long, and he's been the reverend I don't know how many years at this church, and yet now you're telling me that you don't you, you don't want Lou to hang out with him because trouble seems to find him. Like I just think it's it's thrown there for no reason, unless there's going to be a follow up to this at like I don't know five episodes later. <laughs> right, right. When we've already forgotten that it happened to yeah. begin with. Yeah, I just I don't understand why that happened or why it was there. Yeah. No, because I had the same thought. It was like, like initially, because because it happened sort of early on in the episode. So yeah, it, like for all we know, it could have then led to a storyline where like Eric finds trouble or whatever, right? But that never happens, and so this just this statement that that Lou's wife makes just sort of sits there mm -hmm. on top of this episode, like as just a blanket statement about yeah. Eric for whatever reason. It's, I don't it's know kind why. Of weird, yeah. Like, I, I don't understand why that was there. I, well, again, and then and then to to double down on that kind of a thing, like when when he isn't able to like get any of his friends to go out with him. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to Annie about how he's just gonna go by himself and like shoot some pool and like hang out, whatever. Um, she mentions like several other like church like so she mentions Rabbi Stein and yeah. the Catholic priest guy down the street and the little and and the single hot one who just opened the church in the corner down. It's like so she mentions all these guys and his rebuttal to each of their like to each of them hanging out or him hanging out with each of them is like I don't know I just don't want to be too mired in like religiousness like I just want to be a guy. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to have to be, like, on edge, worried about what I say, if I come off pious enough or yeah. whatever. Which, even that is an interesting thing. Yes. Which they don't explore ever. No. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was your life. This is what you, like, practice, literally. Yeah. Like, and, and to you, what is, like, if you're going to go out and have, like, a guy's night, like, what what does that mean for you that you no longer want to, like, associate your relationship with God when you're in that scenario. Yeah. You know, I like... Don't. And, and, another thing. Why didn't he call Hamilton? 
Thank you. That's all I was thinking about. Oh Cole my God, Hamilton. So true. Even Annie never mentions him when yeah. she's listing off all these people. Why not Hamilton? I swear. Bring him back. That would have been such an easy fix. I mean, obviously, it probably had to do with like getting the actor or whatever. Yeah. But like, truly though, for them to just completely ignore it altogether is pretty funny. At least say, "Oh, he's busy." Yeah. Exactly. Bring it up. Exactly. I'm like, oh, we're gonna pretend that Hamilton doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. I did, that is like such a true thing. Like, I, I kind of didn't even think about that until just now, but very true. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of all weird, and then especially because he's all about like being a man, walking the walk, and talking the talk, and he ends up at the pool hall where he ends up shooting pool with like four or three women. Yeah, single women. Yeah, who are like obviously into him because they seek him out it's when he so, shows up. It's so creepy and disgusting. Like, oh, Reverend Camden. I'm like, oh, uh, don't you recognize us out of church? <laughs> I was like, uh, please let me just change this. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it's, no. It's just like, it's just a weird thing. I don't know. No, it it is weird. First of all, he's not young and hot. Okay, I'm gonna be no, rude about I it. No, I don't even mean. I don't mean all of that. Like, like the like the the nuances of like him being with these four, three women or whatever. Like, whatever. Putting that aside, like that. This is his story is a weird thing. No, it, like, it's all weird, but like, okay, these three women are gonna play pool with him. Okay, why do they have to be catcalling him? Like, oh, Reverend Camden, like why? Why is that necessary? Yeah. I, I guess I'm just like, I'm sort of still stuck on the idea that like, is the mess is the message supposed to be that like, oh, Eric can't, or or is is incapable of having like, male energy relationships like is that supposed to be my takeaway like or like like he's in his element when he's like communing with women (laughs) like i don't know maybe but you know but again it served a purpose to the end of the episode like this is what yeah do you get what i mean like i don't even know if it's worth it to even dissect that only because you're right they're trying to drive home something else yeah ultimately it is about his and annie's relationship yeah you know because while all that's happening with Eric, Annie goes to her professor's office where she, where they're supposed to meet. Yeah, and he has a like a like little sticky on his door that says, "Mrs. Camden, meet me at the Gypsy Cafe on Broxton." Yeah, you know, signed whatever. Which quick side note, Broxton Street is an actual street like like in Westwood. It's mm-hmm. like it's like UCLA adjacent. Oh, okay. And there is a Gypsy Cafe on Broxton, nice. so. Just the fact that, like, this this Crawford professor is, like, name-dropping a place, a real place, place in Westwood, like, busts open the universe of Glen Oak. Once yeah. again, making it very unclear to us as to where Glen Oak is and how big it is or yeah. how small it is. I hate this show. It's, like, really <laughs> dumb. Like, I was like, what, did, like, the Gypsy Cafe pay you to, like, name drop them in this episode? Like, like you have to call it the Gypsy Cafe and it has to be on Broxton? Like, what the hell? Dude, but my favorite was when her, her professor said, it's the best lasagna outside of Italy. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, in Glen Oak? Okay. <laughs> not in New York, not in, not in LA. No, in Glen Oak. In Glen Oak. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this exchange they have. Um, so he like, he like sits her down and he's already ordered a bottle of wine and ordered this famous lasagna. Yeah. And you can tell she's like on edge about it. Like immediately she's like, oh, I already ate. Like I'm good. Yeah. I don't, just water for me. Like she's like trying to be super like profesh about it. Um, and he kind of like continues to be a weirdo creepo like asking her personal questions like how many kids Kids. do you have um do you plan on having more (laughs) like whatever the hell um and then she kind of like leans into it a little bit though yeah she does she flirts she does like she's not like she she drops that whole thing of like i'm not i'm not hungry just water like she like eats the food and like sits with him and has the wine and like they're like you know, talking about stuff and invites him over for dinner one of these nights, which he'll never go to because he hates children. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And the show's just hilarious. It is pretty funny. So this is my next tidbit or fun fact about this episode is who played the professor. Oh my god, I didn't look this up. Please tell me. So Jeff Yeager plays this professor, which if you'll recall from one of our early, early season one or maybe season two episodes, I did like a rundown of all of the like kind of like interesting guest stars we'd see. So Jeff Yeager is Christine Hicks or or Catherine Hicks' (laughs) brother-in-law. That's her husband's brother. If you guys could only see my face. (laughs) I know. You're looking at me with like incredulity right now. Why? I know. Isn't that hilarious? Like you're going to have this flirty scene with your brother-in-law? It's really funny. Okay. (laughs) Sure. What? Yeah. But it does indicate, like, to me, like, looking back at it, I'm like, well, that explains their easy chemistry. Because uh, they're super easy with each yeah, other. Yeah, they like, are. She hasn't, like, she's, like, smiling at him really comfortably, and he's, like, cool. I mean, like, he's kind of coming on to her, but not really at yeah. the end of the day, you know? And, like, they're just, like, talking and, like, having a good time. Yeah. And that, that does explain that for sure. So weird. I know, right? This show's weird. They keep it all in the family, man. They really do. This is, and mind you, his wife yeah. was on an earlier episode of the show. I can't remember who she was now, but I, because I, I didn't think to look it up, but I know that she was in an early ep- or, or earlier episode of the show. This is so weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. Let's um, bring the entire family onto my show. I mean, right? I mean, her, we know her daughter was also in it for yeah. like a half second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. Everyone but her husband, weirdly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. He was you busy. Gotta keep separation of church and state. <laughs> <laughs> that I like. If church is seventh heaven, because duh. Because <laughs> <laughs> duh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then she, so then she ends up going to the pool hall, like after her meeting with her professor, she meets Eric at the pool hall. Yeah. Um, and they have a really cute little moment together. Can jealousy be a good thing? Can can flirting be a good thing? Were you flirting? Maybe a little, you know, in an old married guy, minister kind of way. I was maybe flirting a little too in a... I'm a wife, mother of seven children, but it still boosts my ego when a, another man finds me attractive, sort of way. Buy you a drink? Yeah, I'll just have a cup of coffee. We should head home. There's nothing wrong at the house, is it? No, I'm just anxious to get to bed. But you just said you'd have a cup of coffee? Oh, oh, I get it. Two, uh, two cups of coffee? <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, oh, I get it. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts about this? Um... I, I can understand it. I can understand, like, her, especially. Mm-hmm. Seven kids, another guy found me attractive. Like, how is that not a boost to your ego? Yeah. You know, I mean... For sure. Yeah, like, not that Eric doesn't find her attractive. We all know Eric wants her. Oh, yeah. Every day. I mean, seven kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seven kids. But, but Eric's just a hornball anyway. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I can understand that, like... I don't know how to explain it other than like, yeah, if someone else outside of your, not family, but like, you know, whatever, like, yeah, maybe outside of the family, like who everybody loves you and always like, oh, you're the best, like some rando. Right. Yeah. Like who has no baggage or like, or has no no inkling of your baggage or whatever. Yeah. And is finding her attractive. Like, yeah, you would feel good. Yeah. You'd feel good about yourself. I get it. Yeah. You know, and she, and I like that they both admit it to each other. I think that's my favorite. Like, they talk about it and um, how they both did flirt. And it was, and then it led to whatever was leading (laughs) to. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) All that jazz. I don't know. I, I just, I like the exchange. I like the conversation, I guess. I like this too. I think this is the most real. Eric and Annie have ever felt to me yeah. as a couple. Just yeah, yeah. like besides the fact that they're parents and you know blah blah blah, but just like as a couple, yeah, this is the most grounded mm-hmm. I've felt them be. I think this was like the level of intimacy that never made me cringe. Yeah, yeah, like that's the best yeah. way. And like you said, it's grounded. 
It didn't feel forceful. I don't know. It just, it feels like a real conversation that you think most couples would probably have. Yeah, especially or, or ones have that have been married for as long as they have and have yeah. been through as much as they've been through together. Like, yeah, like, oh, I still got it. Yeah. And then, and then now we parlay that into our own bedroom. Like, yeah. they're not going to cheat. They're not, it's not going to be weird and, like, no. terrible. It's just going to be what it is. And then that, like, enhances their romantic life or whatever. Yeah. I think that's cute. Yeah, the fact that they get a hotel room. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Holy shit. They got a hotel room. So, yeah. So, not only do they, like, get their coffees to go or whatever, but, like, then they end up going into a room, like, to a room. But then they don't at the end. Like, they end up not staying there. Yeah. Because they feel like they have to be at home or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was really, like, kind of weirdly, like, cute. Like, it, like instead of being cringeworthy, it was, like, adorable. <laughs> I know, for once. I, I mean... It's like their shared little secret. And it's not even a bad secret no, or a big secret. But it's, it's just, just nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I, I can see that happening in like relationships such I don't know. I can see that happening. <laughs> be like, the kids got it. Let's just, you know. Yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> Let's go play. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It was cute. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess we can talk about Mary next. Sure. Um, so Mary, well, okay. What's the deal with Mary? (laughs) She's going to spin. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it was. So they're all like worried about her because like her car is still in the driveway and they're like, doesn't she have to go to work? So she comes down in the morning, like all nonchalant, like, uh, what's up? Uh, You tell us. Is it, is it your day off? Did you get fired? Building burned down, business closed for an epidemic? Uh-uh. Quit? I just got another job, that's all. I'm working at Pete's Pizza. I just, I didn't like the pool hall. I kept getting the day shift and, well, I like the nightlife. I like to boogie. Is it me or is she starting to spin? Does she mean spiral? I think so. Okay. Because they all then use the word spin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, so is that a term? Like, I, I don't, I've never heard that. Me neither. I've only ever heard, like, someone in Mary's position to be described as, like, spiraling. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, yeah, that's how I looked at it. I'm like, spin? Yeah. When was that ever used? I don't know. They, yeah, they do keep using it, weirdly. Yeah, right? all of them. Yeah. But, okay, so, so Mary is now working at Pete's Pizza. Mm-hmm. And Speaking of which, I totally can go for a pizza. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Pizza day! Okay. Yay! Okay. Uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the episode happened and bye. Um, so, okay, yeah. So she's working at Pete's Pizza and this is where we meet Kyler Lee. Lay? Dude. Lee? Yeah. Lee. 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 Um, who, of course, like famous for, um, like... I don't know. That, she was in Grey's Anatomy and spoof, not another spoof, teen movie yeah, another kind of thing. Movie and just like a bunch of other things from the 90s. Yeah, it's, so, it's so weird. A friend of mine, um, she, there. Uh, I don't know how many shows she's been in. A lot, I would imagine. Right? Okay. So she would, a fr- my friend would always say, I'm like, every time this girl comes in to a show, it dies. Oh. She's like, I think she's just a curse. Like That's so funny. She would say it all the time. and But, you know, Grey's Anatomy so long, guys. Um, yeah, and it will continue to be. <laughs> I don't understand how that soap opera is continuing. Because it's a soap opera. I, I mean, I get it, but... Dude, I just... <laughs> like I said, the last episode I've seen of Grey's Anatomy was that shooting episode, and ba- by far my favorite episode. <laughs> the only one you've seen? No, I've, um. I, I saw... I've seen it up until oh, that gotcha, episode, gotcha, and gotcha. I will say... I mean, who didn't no, love they've Denny? Had, they've had some really good episodes no, since then. Really? And I'm, I mean, I watch Grey's, like, not because not I'm, like, a huge fan of it, but because I've committed this many years to it, so I'm, like, mm. gotta see it through at this point. But I, like, I enjoy Grey's. It's, okay. it's my fluff for the week. Oh, like, okay. it's the one show where I'm just, like, total, like, I'm just gonna cry probably or, like, have a laugh or just, like, waste an hour and, yeah. like, I'm fine with that, you know? Okay, bad. Um, But so, yeah, so, so we meet Kyler Lee, so... Mary's working, and oh well, okay. We meet Kyler Lee because Mary's working at this place, and she is basically propositioned yes. by what can only be described as just a bunch of pizza bros. Yeah, 
Hey, you want to sit down and have a piece with us? <laughs> um, no, I don't. Can, can I get you something else? Yeah. I'll have your phone number written on your underwear. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> Having fun yet? Not really. Let my wife handle them. She's good with those types. Hey, Mary, we're saving a piece for you. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? Minister's daughter. Give her a break. Behave yourself. And if we don't? Then you're all going to hell. Oh! <laughs> I mean it. Sorry, Mary! <laughs> you know who they reminded me of? When that sorry, Mary part? What? Did you remember watching the movie Casper? Yeah. The three ghosts. Oh my god, that's exactly who they are! The, it, they remind you know me of the three ghosts. You know who they reminded me of? They reminded me of the hyenas from Lion King. <laughs> Oh, like because yeah. like they're constantly like laughing, like <laughs> oh, like so annoying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And by the way, um, what's her whatever? I don't. What was the actress's name? Like her character name? Oh, Frankie. Frankie. There we go. She, has she ever aged? Oh, you mean Kyler Lee? Yeah. Like, dude, she looks, know, the, she same. looks the same. She, she really looks does. the same. She has, well, Jessica Biel does too, if you think about it. Well, like, yeah, I know. They're both, yeah. It's weird that they look so similar, especially because they're wearing the same yes. uniform or whatever. Like, it's crazy how similar they are, like, or that they look. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like, like, that's like bad casting, right? Like, they're, yeah. like they're, they're too similar looking to each other. I don't know. But, so, so, like, Mary is talking to Johnny, who's... Yeah the guy who she Frank, talks to, yeah. Frankie's husband. Mm -hmm. And we find out that, like, he's 21 and she's Mary's age. And they got married, like, because they found out they were going to, like, that they were pregnant. Yeah. And so, like, they're young and they have a kid together. But, like, they're doing it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, they're making it work, I guess. And, but then, like, over the course of the episode, you kind of learn... That, like, maybe it's not quite, like, rainbows and butterflies no, between like, the two of them? Well, not so much from his part, but her. Like, she's super jaded. Well, but he's also, like, not super into it. Because yeah. he's constantly talking about, like, like, um, well, I can play the clip. So, um, so they tell Mary that, like, on Friday nights, they close at midnight and they, um... They usually just like spend an hour like hanging out. Yeah. Like they crack open some beers and like just like chill for a bit. Mm -hmm. And like, does she want to join them? And so Mary has to stay after work anyway to to grab the pizza. Yeah, for her and Ruthie's for date her night. Ruthie's date night, which we'll get into. Um, but so so she's like, okay, yeah, like I'll hang out just like long enough to get my pizza. I'm like probably not gonna have a beer because like I'm underage and I don't do that or whatever. Yeah. But then she ends up having the beer anyway. I know. And so they're all talking. And so this is where, like, you kind of understand that, like, oh, maybe they're Frankie and Johnny's relationship isn't, like, super awesome. Mm -hmm. I haven't made up my mind what I want to do with my life. I wish I had made up my mind what I was going to do with my life. I'm a mother for the rest of my life. I would love to see Mercy sometime. Hey. You can see her whenever you want, especially if you want to babysit. Don't hit Mary up for babysitting, just mutter. No, I, I can babysit sometime. I have six siblings, I know how to take care of kids. See, Frankie's mom's great to help us out, but that's only when we're working. She doesn't believe in giving us free babysitting just so we can have a life. Of course, Mercy's our life now, and that's fine. It's not like I created her all by myself. And it's not like I didn't marry you. I... I didn't realize the time I really got to run. Think she's okay to drive? I think she's had one beer, and we've had more than one beer. So you're not driving her home. But nice try. That's the part where I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, like, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that, like, Johnny cheats on her and stuff. Like, yeah. Because he's just, like, because he's, like, he consistently makes comments where he's, like, trying to escape this life he's built yeah. for himself, where he has a kid and a wife at 21, you know? Yeah. And like and like things like staying out at his restaurant, like like his his mother in law thinks they stay open an hour later so that they can hang out for an extra hour after yeah. hours, like all that stuff. I'm just like, 
That's kind of fucked up, dude. Yeah. They, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm wondering if they're going to come back yeah. or if this is going to continue on. I didn't even bother looking into it, but like, you Me know either. how this show rolls. I know. And that's the thing is like, they do a lot of like laying the groundwork about these two. Yeah. That's, that would be sort of like unfortunate if we don't see any more of their story. Yeah. Like, why, why should we even care about them this much? Yeah. If we're never going to see them again. Exactly. And then it also makes you wonder like, are they the titular losers? Like, is that who the losers are like what is losers like yeah. i don't understand that title. I, yeah i don't understand like who are the losers in this episode i don't i don't know it's not clear are the losers anyone who like got stood up in the classic friday night stand-up scenario maybe like, maybe. maybe or are the losers the ones doing the standing up maybe, maybe. i don't know well, i don't know i think matt you know got away with <laughs> the best I mean, when, we'll get into it. We're almost there. Well, should but. we just talk about Matt since you brought him up, or should we talk about Ruthie to tie that in? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. But can we just also laugh at the fact that Frankie smokes and she handed her cigarette to Mary? Yeah, which she then puts out. Well, first she like does a little like trying it out on her hands. Is that you think? I I didn't take it that way. Oh, I thought I totally she was did. just sort of like looking at it and contemplated it, but then ultimately just like put it. Yeah, out and in then the put ashtray. it out in the ashtray, but. Nothing beats when she gets home. Oh, I know. <laughs> and they ask, and like they could smell the cigarette smoke on her. I know. From what? I was like, she works at a pizza joint. The food takes over that smell any day. Seriously. Seriously. Like, For the two seconds you held the cigarette between your fingertips, like you didn't even like smoke it or anything. Like, yeah. That's the pungent smell that you're smelling and off of Mary. Seriously. And anybody that's ever worked in the kitchen, well, you know what? Scratch that. Anybody that has actually even cooked in their own kitchen. Thank you. Knows that that. Garlic for days. <laughs> yes. It lingers. Like it's not really the cigarette. No. Especially when she holds it for two seconds, guys. Yeah, and doesn't smoke, smoke it. it. Like that's the that's the most important aspect of this is like they're trying to accuse her of like having smoked, and like she didn't. Yeah. And so you didn't smell that coming off of her, least of all from her breath. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, by the way, did you notice again they were playing a song, and of course it yeah, was. Yeah, it's not the right song, but the captions were the song that was playing. Yes. Weirdly. Yeah, they were. So I'm, I, so it's all fucked up. I'm like, what was she singing? I know, and I because I wish I knew because she was really into it, dancing and stuff. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Which perfect segue because when she is like dancing in her bedroom to this song, which you realize now, there's been three episodes yet so far this season, and in every single episode we've had and a, a, a dance. dance and sing montage to some pop music. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so when she's doing that, like Ruthie comes up. And it's sort of just like looking at her, like like smiling and like loving it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then tells Mary about um, how she has like a welcome wagon, like picking her up for school. Yeah. And it's like this group of girls that get, gives her a chance to like get to know them and not feel like so much of an outsider. Yeah. But then she makes the point that it's like, yeah, they're great and all, but they're not my sister. Can we please do something together this weekend? Like tonight. We haven't done anything together in a really long time. Well, unfortunately, I have to work. Well, what time do you get off? Um, sometime around midnight. They want me to work a double shift tonight, 12 to 12. Well, maybe we could do something then. Yeah, maybe we could. I could bring a pizza home with me, and I could wake you up, and we could have a midnight snack. Yeah, then you could sleep over in my room. Okay, it's a date. It's so cute. I love this. It's so cute. It like made my heart smile. I, I yeah, I think it's sweet. Like I miss my big sister. Come hang out with me. It's adorable that mm -hmm. she's like she's like I'll wake you up. We'll have a midnight like snack mm -hmm. and we'll be a sleepover and like I just it's adorable. Yeah. My initial thought was like oh she's gonna stay up past midnight, but then I was like you know what that's cool. It's a Friday night. Who yeah. cares? You know uh -huh. like they're not doing anything bad. I was I like know. that's freaking cute. Yep. I really like this. And then the whole episode, Ruthie's just like, like, like she's going to bed early so that she could like wake up at midnight and like be ready, you know, for yeah. her sleepover. Even Eric's like, you want me to put on an alarm? You go to bed. I put on your alarm. Yeah. That way, you... so cute. Mm -hmm. And she's like super excited about it. And like, she even finds time to like give Lucy some grief, you know? Dude, <laughs> what a busy schedule. <laughs> I know. Um, 
And she's just, like, super excited about it. And then, of course, Mary, like, loses track of time hanging out with Johnny and Frankie and stuff. And so by the time she comes home, it's, like, 1 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she goes upstairs anyway. Hey, Ruthie, I've got pizza. What time is it? It's really late. Some other time. Okay, some other time. Go back to sleep. I love you. If you loved me, you'd have been home at midnight. Harsh. No. Yeah, Mary's face is like, whoa. Yeah, she definitely taken aback. Yeah, because she didn't know that she hurt her that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I loved it because she is by far maybe the best wake-up call to Mary. Like, you made a promise to hang out with me, and you broke your promise. Like, simple as that. And, and I mean, she's not demanding much. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that, I think that's the best part. It's not complicated with Ruthie. You said you're going to come, and you, and you didn't show up. That's it. And her affections are by far the most pure and genuine because she's so young. It's really not complicated. It's black and white for this girl. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? There's no gray area. It's like, oh, I'm so excited, and, like, this is what I want to do with you. And then you broke her heart. So... Yeah, that's it. And I really liked it. I, I don't know. I My favorite. Yeah. I really liked it, too. I, I, I mean, I think, obviously... Well, not maybe, maybe not obviously, but I, I think it's a little bit of an over-exaggeration on Ruthie's part. Like, like, oh, you don't love me because you didn't come home when you said you would. Like, of course Mary still loves her. Yeah. But I think what Ruthie means is, like, you clearly don't care enough about me yeah. to, like, keep your commitment to me. Yeah, that you'd made so like that says a lot about your character Mary like that like yeah. basically like Ruthie's like indicting Mary's like character you yeah know? which absolutely because she's spinning <laughs> you know she's spinning guys she's spin spin spinning or as Eric and Annie say this this self-created treacherous road she's on seriously um, because it's true I mean like I had this realization early on in this episode that this whole Mary problem is not going to go away anytime soon. No. Like, they're making it obvious this is going to be her arc for the season, yeah. probably. And it's giving me major anxiety because I don't like this this story for Mary. No. Like, I don't like seeing her be this, like, deadbeat kind of existence of, like, no drive, no passion. Like, what is she doing? Like, yeah. it's driving me crazy. And then when she gets pulled over... Oh, dude. I legit thought she was going to get pulled over and, like, get breathalyzed. Yeah. And, like, have it blow up in her face. And for a second, when the cop got all up in her face... Yeah. And ended up just telling her, like, be careful or whatever, I I don't know how I feel about that. Like, a part of me wants her to get in major trouble again. Again. Because that's, I think, going to be her only wake-up call. Yeah. I don't know. There's. It's just really weird, like... I don't like how they're, like you said, this is her arc. I don't like it. It, it does create some anxiety, but it's almost like, oh, how did Mary fuck up this week? <laughs> right. Already. Like flavor, of the, flavor of the month. Like, what did she do this time? Yeah. I don't know if you're going to see any growth from her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. How does she come out of this spiral? Like, what, like what, what's going to happen to make her let, turn her life around? They, they've given this character a lot of rock bottom moments. They really have. And you think that she, and has she not learned or does she still need some teaching? I don't understand. Does she need more lessons? They constantly give her rock bottom. Have you noticed this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why does this have to be her story? And if anything, though, weirdly, like, this whole storyline with Johnny and Frankie and, like, you know, like, the looking at the cigarette, ultimately not smoking it, but, like, contemplating it for a minute. Yeah. The having the beer and, like, driving after that, you know, like, all of these things, I think, are probably, like, it's, um, what, it's, like, chipping away at her morality, right? Yeah. Where I think her actual rock bottom is coming. Like, like it's going to be when, when she no longer contemplates the cigarette, she has it. Yeah. When she no longer, like, gets away, like, gets out of a drunk driving ticket and, like, actually gets the DUI. Like, like I feel like they're building up to, like, it's all contemplation, it's all theoretical now until it's not. 
and that might then be the thing that like like then like she rises from that like a phoenix from the ashes or whatever but at the same time i'm just like do you have to like break her for her to rise like yeah like we you're not doing that with any other character like why her yeah it sucks that and especially because she's one of the mains like you care about her like you know she's one of your protagonists like why make me hate her yeah to then go like oh look at her like be awesome which i don't even know that they're gonna do i'm guessing you know it's just getting annoying. Yeah, it's just really hard to watch. Mm -hmm. And then the added thing of like Brenda Hampton herself wrote this episode. Yeah. Which obviously like always sort of indicates like, oh, this is meant to be like a biggie. Like if mm -hmm. the creator is writing the app, like it, it's an indicator that like this is like a real like thought provoking episode, which it's not. not. <laughs> so it's all just weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I. I feel like there were a lot of bre breadcrumbs to nothing. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I don't, that's the best way to put it. Which we, I guess we won't know if it's to nothing until down the line. Because, I mean, because we don't know if these, these breadcrumbs will pick back up next week or yeah. in future weeks or whatever. I don't know. It's just a really weird setup, this, this it episode. It is. It is really weird stuff happening. If it's setup, it's weird setup. And if it's not, if it's just story, then it's really weird story. Right? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Well. Um, so, meanwhile... Meanwhile... <laughs> Simon has a date with the hottest sophomore in the school, Serious. Lulu. Serious. <laughs> Lulu. She is pretty hot. When yeah. When they finally show her, I'm like, damn, Simon. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> and so he's he's super excited about it, and he doesn't have a ride situation figured out, but he's going to, like, he's going to try to figure out, like, either, like, he doubles with a friend that has a car, or, yeah. like, Matt takes him, or whatever. So he ends up getting Matt, to agree to take him. But first, oh, I, 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 I am going to cut you off. Do Who it. the hell does Simon know that has a car at the age of 14? Well, it could be another sophomore. Uh, okay. Doesn't a sophomore... Also, why I think Simon's 15. Oh. Like, as we were talking about earlier. I think he's actually officially 15 now, but... Um, hmm. But, yeah, regardless, like, probably not a friend of his. As we've already established, yes. he doesn't have very many friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, and he was told not to speak to one of them. That's true. <laughs> um, okay, go on. Sorry. No, I mean, I didn't even really think about it, but you're right. Like, that's sort of a glaring plot hole. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense that he's going to find someone else. Yeah. Which, which, in all honesty, like, he probably doesn't, and then that's why he has to call Matt. Like, ultimately, like, he calls Matt because he can't find someone to double with. That shit was pretty funny. I, ha I want to play that clip in its entirety because it's amazing. <laughs> and I guess we can always just, like, Talk about the stuff after. This is Matt Camden. Hey, glad they found you. You want to go out and shoot a little pool tonight? Who is this? What? Dad? Yeah. You want to go shoot some pool tonight? Why do you want to go play pool? Is someone in the family in trouble? Is it Mary, Lucy, or Simon? No, no one's in trouble. I'm just looking to get out for a little while. Matt Camden, you have a call on line six. Matt Camden, call Look, I have, I have to go. Well, look, if you're not doing anything... Matt Camden. You've got to help me out. Who is this? Simon. Simon Camden, your brother. Why are you calling me at work? I need a favor. Yeah, I need a favor, too. Tell the family not to call me here. I'm going to get in trouble. I'll tell them. Look, I need you to drive me on a date tonight. It's with... No. 20 big ones. You drive us to the movies, you pick us up. I don't care what you do with the rest of your time. Matt Camden, you have a call on line three. Mom? What makes you think it's Mom? <laughs> it's Lucy. Why are you calling me on this number? <laughs> I'm going to lose my job! <laughs> Calm down. I just wanted to know if you would please babysit Sam and David tonight. I told Mom I would, but I suddenly got a date. Who's your date? Uh, you don't know him. He's my lab partner in my family class. Huh. Lab partner in a family class? Huh? What's the lab? Sex? Did they disrupt your lobotomy so you could take this call? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I love it when Lucy's like, did they disrupt your lobotomy so you can take this call? <laughs> This entire 
part was pretty it's funny. It's legit hilarious. Like, I was cracking up watching it. <laughs> and listening back to it now alone is, like, hilarious. Like, Why is everybody calling this number? The constant pages. And because he's, like, standing at the phone and he keeps switching lines <laughs> as they page him. Like, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was dying. I'm going to lose my job. He's all, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> like, who else could it be now, you know? Why Mom? It's Lucy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, okay, so he agrees to take Simon out, right? But then, like, completely fails to do that. Yeah. Because he gets distracted by his need for milk. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. The man goes out to buy milk and then proceeds to drink it out of a brown paper bag. Dude, that shit was awesome. I was dying. Like, what the fuck is happening? And then, like, a fucking siren. Yeah. Okay, across the bar or whatever, there's this chick. And she's just, like, dancing with some guy, but then he's, like, staring at her through the window. Creeper! And she's, like, into it, so she, like, beckons him inside. Like, legit like a fucking siren. And she's yeah. wearing red, red and stuff. Long blonde hair. Yeah. Who, which, do you recognize her? Kinda. From what? Well, I never watched it, only because I remember I watched the first one. Yes. Right? Okay, so it's a Julia Stiles movie, uh, The Prince and Me, and I remember watching that, and then when ABC Family, well, now is uh, Freeform, Freeform. Uh, sh- uh, they decided to make it, like, a part two, and when I saw her, I'm like, why do I know this girl? And then I, of course, you know, the IMDb thing, oh, and yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? They made four of those bad boys. They did? She's in all of them, af- except the original. Like, she's in parts two, three, and four. Dude, I've never even watched two, three, and four. Because I just thought it was ridiculous that they even continued this story. I don't even remember the story from the original, honestly. I remember watching it in theaters for one of my birthdays, though. <laughs> uh, but no, so she was the princess in two through four. The original guy from one is in two. Oh. And then in three and four, the guy is Chris Gear or Greer, who is now on You're the Worst on FX. What? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but where's the girl now? I don't know. She's like, she was a model. I don't know that she's done anything recently, but I mean, fucking four or three Prince and Me movies, which all of which are probably either made for TV or straight to video or whatever. Yep. For sure. But, um, okay, yeah, so she, so he ends up, like, dancing with her, and there's this whole, like, awkward, silent dance scene, or not silent, but, like, like, no dialogue, they're just dancing, and it's all, like, weirdly provocative, but not, and it's all, like, blurry, like, it's like that fuzzy, you know, lighting or whatever, it's all just, like, what the fuck? It's trying to set the mood. Mm. (laughs) But then he, like, mid-dance remembers that he had promised Simon the ride, and he, like, runs away, much like Cinderella, okay? Yeah. Like, literally, like, runs out from the dance, and then goes, like, call me, and, like, runs away, and then she has to come out and chase him and be like, I don't have your number. Yeah. And all I thought, because all I thought was, I'm like, I bet you he didn't give Oh, for sure. And then, of course, she comes out, I don't have, Matt, I don't have your number. I was like, of course. And then, but then, no longer urgent, he just proceeds to make out with her in the street. Dude. (laughs) Pretty hot and heavy. Yeah. Pretty steamy makeouts. I hope we see her again. (laughs) And that's not just a drop in the bucket random makeout scene for Matt. Yeah, probably Um, is. And then, of course, like, Annie and Eric walk out and, like, find him kissing in the street. Like, whatever. That's kind of not really a thing, but... um, Well, I mean, they were going off to a hotel room, so... (laughs) That's true. I do want to play... This clip. So so before Annie even joins Eric at the pool hall, like she's calling the house on the professor's cell phone yeah. to like make sure that things are okay at the mm-hmm. house. And Lucy says this about like like Lu- Lucy tells Annie that like Matt never came to pick up Simon, so his like so his date was officially yeah. like or basically canceled. And this happens, and this is my favorite line of the entire episode. Poor Simon. Yeah, poor, poor, popular, good-looking, charismatic Simon, (laughs) who could hang out with any girl in his class but insists on going out with sophomores. I don't think I'd worry too much about him. It's true. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's like so Lucy, like, just like dropping the mic on Simon. Yeah. Like, 
Yes, poor Simon. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. And I, I wish Annie was like, hmm, good point. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Lucy then. Because I think she's the only one we haven't really touched on. With her lap partner. Yeah. <laughs> her lap partner from family class. class. Which, whatever. Like, isn't that like home ec? Yeah, I thought so. Or, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Family class. Guys, they have to watch an egg as their child. Which, classic. Yeah. I think we even did that in school. Yeah. Right? Was it an egg or was it like a sack of flour or something? I don't think... It, I don't remember us having a sack of flour. Okay. Yeah, it must I, have been an egg. It's probably easier and cheaper, ultimately. I remember <laughs> getting annoyed when this project was sent to us. I'm like, can I just crack the egg? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. First of all, yeah. There's so many things. Like, like the egg shouldn't... Like, the problem that I have with this whole egg thing that they make kids do or like that is like become like a trope almost of like family classes in school like why not just have it be anything like or or just not even have a real thing like because who cares because the project the project isn't like keep this egg whole like who gives a fuck like the project is like track your time because as as um husband says I don't know what's the other guy's name. Like every 15... Like, yeah. Like, they have to track progress every 15 minutes. They have to say what they did. You can do that even if you don't have a prop of a child. Serious. Because it's not like the egg's going to poop and need to eat. So, like, who gives a shit? And here I'm thinking it was because it's so fragile. Well, but see, that's like the problem. Like, to create the fear. Well, that's the problem is, like, is like they make it about that. That, I it know. Bec- like, like, the project then becomes about the fragility of this egg. Yeah. And it becomes less about how hard it is to be a parent in general, which is the whole point of the fucking project. Yeah. Oh, what? Um, God, you understood that project so well, just like Ruthie. <laughs> So, so Lucy, uh, Ruthie ends up like sort of stealing the egg, like yeah. out from under Lucy and husband's nose, and like hides it. And then they go into her bedroom to like get it back from mm-hmm. her, thinking that she's asleep, but she's not. And we get this. Ruthie, give it to me. Why should I? If it was a real kid, something could have happened to it while you weren't watching. Let me try. You know, Ruthie. We have to report on what we are doing with that egg every 15 minutes. I'd hate to report that for 15 minutes, we were begging you to give us our daughter back. Ruthie Camden, and dumb is not my middle name. Ruthie, give me the egg. It's gonna look bad enough that we've left her alone for hours. Don't make it any worse, please. Well, then I guess you'll just have to report that because you two were working, you found a responsible babysitter. That sounded good. Except we're actually supposed to be spending time with the egg. Yeah, yeah. But like all parents, we're supposed to spend time with our kids. You two got a little overcommitted and had to get some help. No harm done, as long as you realize teenagers aren't meant to be parents. That's all you really have to put in the report. It's the purpose of the whole thing, isn't it? She goes to private school. Like, that explains everything! I, I was dying. I was like, I was like, oh, because she goes to private school, she's smarter than everyone now? Yeah, seriously, what does that make you, Lucy? I did like, though, that, like, husband is supposed to be kind of, like, a ditzoid. Like, yeah. or, like he's just, like, an idiot. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, that sounds good. Let's do that. Just yeah. Like, Whatever. <laughs> Let me try. So, Ruthie. And I was like, oh, God, you have, you, you, you can't speak either. And where does, where does Ruthie get this sass? Like, Ruthie Camden, dumb isn't my middle name. Like, where does that come from? When she started going to private school. Oh, that's right. That's true. It must be from that. In case you forgot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she ends up making out with that guy, we find out. Like, we don't see it happen. Oh, on the porch, but yeah. But Matt, like, tells us that's what's happening. And which, then, good for Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> you get yours. And then, fucking Matt. Oh, drops the egg. Drops the egg, of course. Dummy. On the carpet. Because he's fucking juggling with it. Like, yeah. who asked you? But Matt and Simon, their little makeup was <laughs> oh, funny. Okay, I'm going to play this clip because maybe... Again, Matt has this ability to, like, deliver lines in a way that is, like, has immense rewatch value. Look, I- I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Look, I left the house to get some milk, and I... And you saw a woman. And your woman was more important than my woman. 
Yeah, but not more important than you, man. You nice try. Come on, come here, hey, look. I'll drive you next weekend, promise. For free? For free. Promise? Promise. All right, huh? They're so cute. Come on, come on, come on. He He's like, for free. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> yes, yes. You won't be my bank for the for the night. But this is my favorite. Yeah, but not more important than you, man. <laughs> you, man. <laughs> yeah, but like, 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 was he a stoner? It's yeah. so funny when he does that. You just I love, love it. You just love Barry Watson. I do. I have a soft spot for him. But like, that's objectively funny. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but not more than you, man. Give my card, give my They're cute. Because, again, I love their little brother relationship that those two have. It's like, just, yeah. And it's really, I, I just thought it's so adorable how he hugs him and, like, tucks him under his chin. Like, it's so funny. Like, this is how they're, like, you know, bros. Yeah, they're just so cute. And we sell that. Like, we keep seeing this happen this season. Yeah. Like, little sibling moments. Like, we had it with Simon and Lucy, I think the last episode. We had it with Mary and Ruthie in this one until Mary ruined it all because she's a ruiner. Um, yeah. She's a ruiner. <laughs> well, let's be real. I, I mean, I'm with you, but it just sounds funny. Yeah. So that was cool. So, all of which basically comes together in, like, no way. Way. That's, that's, I think, the ultimate problem with this episode is, like, uh -huh. things are happening, but there's really no, like, there's no through line, yeah. first and foremost. There's no really, like, resolution to anything? No. Uh, kind of, I don't know. It's did a, Annie it's even talk like to her professor there. about her about her? No, she paper? did. Because okay. after they had dinner, before she met up with Eric, like you, you can oh, yeah. see them like going through her papers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's all just like okay, it happened. A, a little uh, yeah, an episode about nothing. An episode of, about that had a lot. Like I, that's that's the part is like I'm struggling because I know Brenda wrote this episode, and because the title is losers. It, it feels like it's like trying to tell me something, but I'm not quite grasping what that is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like maybe we're maybe we're both just like missing it completely. I don't know. I'm okay with missing it. I'm not. <laughs> like if there's a puzzle to be solved, I want to solve it. But like what puzzle? That's the thing is I don't know. That's what's like so frustrating about this episode because it's like you want to like it. There's plenty of funny. And there's yeah. plenty of like good that comes out of it. But at the same time, you're just like, what did I just watch? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know if they're trying to lay out some breadcrumbs of like. You're trying to put pieces to their character, and Maybe. that's gonna add on to something else. I have no idea. But again, there's no. I don't know what the resolution is. I don't know why I watched this episode. Like, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of sits there. Yeah, pretty much. So with that, let's rate it then. I'm between a five and a six on this one, and it's kind of hard only because I think there were, there was more chuckles out of me in this episode mm. that actually made it enjoyable to watch. Um, the Mary story, of course, was extremely annoying, except Ruthie, Lucy, Simon. Like, everybody was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody's great except Mary. But again, doesn't lead to anything. Everybody's great except Mary. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, again, leads to nothing. So I, I enjoyed the banter. But, again, I'm somewhere between a 5 and... Okay, 5.5, 5, guys. Nice. I mean, yeah, I'm between 5 I and like 6. That. I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I I'm, know. I'm literally... Like, I literally had the exact same thoughts that you just expressed. Like, as I was going to rate this episode, like, on my sheet, which is what I do, like... I was like, what? Like, what is this? Is this is this a bad? Is this like a three or a two? Or is this a middle of the road five? Is it a six because of the laughs? Because I did like genuinely like laugh hard yeah. a lot. I was like, what is this? So I landed on six ultimately mm -hmm. because it feels like it's a five, but then the laughs maybe kick it up a notch. Yeah. And and Eric and Annie's like groundedness yeah. does help it in a weird way. It does. It does. So I landed on six. But it's just like, 
It's a weird six. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. It's a weird six. I don't know if I even agree with it. Like, like, it's almost like it could have been a 10. You know what I mean? If it wasn't just so weird. Because it's a perfect episode. I mean, it's fun. Like, nothing is bad about this episode. Like, yeah, it could have gotten there. You're right. You know what I mean? It's just so weird that it can't be a 10. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, what? Andy Brandyham. Yeah. This is a weird, this is one where I would recommend... Like, if, if any listeners, like, haven't seen the show and are like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are they talking about? Like, this is one that I would say, like, watch it. Yeah. Because you, like, you have to almost, like, watch it to even understand the weirdness, I mm-hmm. feel like. Like, I don't know that us talking about it... Is enough? Even, like, necessarily captures how weird it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it does. And maybe <laughs> I'm not giving us enough credit there, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah... So that was it. That was it, guys. All right. Okay. So until next time, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And you know what? This is one in particular where I'm like, I want to, I want to crowdsource some opinions yeah. and thoughts because. Again, we're both, like, at sea on this one. Like, I don't fucking know what I'm supposed to glean out of this damn episode. So if anyone has any, like, thoughts or insights that we just didn't hit on because we're dumb, like, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Very curious about that. And then maybe we'll, like, read about that stuff or, like, we can talk about it on our recap episode. Um, And until next time, bye. Bye.